Welcome to the Moving Beyond Your Tribe, where we dig deep on how to stand out from the crowd by building bridges and breaking free from the comfort zone of colloquialism, industrial language, and jargon to find new words, new thinking, and new approaches to ignite action, mobilize a wider network of ambassadors, create customer loyalty, even in a downturn, and build better internal culture. Hi, I'm your host, Torin. I'm bilingual and throughout my life have straddled two cultures, Norwegian and American. I've worked in 10 different industries spanning 25 countries. I have seen firsthand the power of diverse collaboration to create impact across cultures, countries, and the political divide. On this podcast, we will bring on notable leaders from all walks of life to teach us and provide us tools on how they have moved beyond their comfort zone and create amazing breakthroughs of profit, opportunities, and impact. Now let's get started. Welcome to Moving Beyond Your Tribe podcast. I'm really excited to be at Josiah's with Kibby McCormick, who's the owner. And the reason why I'm interviewing Josiah's today and learning more is that I've just been at this coffee shop and I can't stop going here. I'm like, I've seen other coffee shops around in Sioux Falls, but this is the place I keep coming back to. And so I thought, what is it? that you've done, Kibby, behind the scenes to create such an atmosphere. And what is it? It's, it's this big coffee house, restaurant, kind of like a diner. You can have breakfast, you can have lunch, you can kind of have almost like a dinner, good salads. Yep. And you have this place, wonderful place we're sitting now yep. for wedding rehearsals. Right downstairs, you have this lovely office of yours I'm peeking down to. Yep. And how did you do this? You know, the big thing was to have a community feel. The way it's all been started was to you come up and you can order your food and then you go over to a section and you get your own silverware, your own napkins, your own condiments, get whatever you need, and then you just pick a table. And it's meant to be so people will sit together if they wanted to, to meet other people, to hang out, to have meetings. It's large enough. They're 6,000 square feet. So they can, you know, segregate themselves off and, you know, have a peace and quiet session, you know, Zoom call or whatever they need to do. So I think the thing that's big and neat about Josiah's is it's just a really comfortable community atmosphere. You know, and that's what I should have said in the beginning. It's why am I keep drawn to it? I'm new to the area and I'm just here to learn a little bit about Sioux Falls before I head to the next stop. And I just feel like I'm part of the community, mm-hmm. even though I'm not. I mm-hmm. mean, like, I'm, I'm a visitor. And so I think, and not only you do have the long tables, which is great, because you can sit there, meet people. Yep. You have the booths, kind of like the diner feel. Yep. And then you have that nice little bar where you can sit if you're by yourself and you kind of want to talk to the yep. to the barista. So you have, like, it all in one place. Yes. Yep. And, and that was the way that it was meant to be set up. We have a wonderful fireplace that is supposed to be meant for cozying up in the winter. And people just flock to those main tables that are right by that fireplace. But you fire outside, too. Yes. And we have fire outside, too. So, yeah. you know, it's fall. If you wanted to get a coffee or whatever, have lunch and sit out there by the fireplace outside. You're welcome to do that, too. I can't believe it's gotten chilly. I know. It is so fast. I know what. I know what. <laughs> So how did you get into the restaurant business? Because you've had Josiah's now for three years. Yep. My family has owned a number of different restaurants in town, and I've always been a part of it, and it's always been my dream to have my own restaurant. So when I turned 50, I thought it was time to pull up my big girl pants and (laughs) 
do it on my own. So here we are. Wow. So what other restaurants have you, have your family still have restaurants now or are um, they? Uh... Yes. Uh, the original pancake house. Okay. That's a big one on the corner at Kiwanis and 41st street. And that's a pretty big heavy hitter and it's all breakfast and lunch also pretty much the same hours here. So I thought since that's almost been perfected, you know, it's yeah. time to stick with what I've I I've been there and I love it. It's yeah. a very nice place. Yes. So, so, you know, it's exactly what I know. The the breakfast, the lunch, you know, the ambiance. So that's what we went with. Wow. And how have you created that? Like you've got this lovely logo. You really have a, it's so thorough everything you've mm-hmm. done. Did you start it with a brand plan or how did you design all of this in a way? You know, the whole concept was built around Josiah Phillips, who is the founder of Sioux Falls. Okay. So that's where the name has come from. Okay. And Phillips is the main avenue that's on the side here. Yes. So that's where the whole thing came from. And then inside of here is different pieces that came from different parts of the city. So like the clock up there, that came from the old Washington High School that was across the street that's now the pavilion. Oh, wow. And then the rock around the fireplace actually came out of the um, alleyway. That was there. And, my, and then my husband was the one who actually did the civil engineering on it that oh. found the rock. So it's just kind of come full circle. But we had a big boiler system that was downstairs. Okay. And you'll see on the wall, um, the doors to right. the boiler are out there. So different pieces from different things that have been around the city or been part of, you know, this area. We just have kind of accumulated and added and done it that way. So what is it about Josiah? As the founder, what is his personality? What was what was it that attracted you to call it from the founder of the city? You know, I think it was just, it's a neat name. It had a historical value. And we're in downtown Sioux Falls, which is, you know, the historical district. So it was just fitting to kind of go with, with that type of thing. And okay. that's kind of where it went. And then the logo and design and everything. I had a, somebody else totally, totally did it. Totally yeah. did that. I love they it. I love the cups, job. the mugs. Yes. I'm we like, I'm going to buy one of those. Yep. We get a lot of requests for purchases on the mugs. And we have a nice little mercantile where we try to fill it with things that are made around the area here. And, um, yeah, could you even have wine? Yeah. From this area? We have wine from I, all I never over thought here. you'd have wine from here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's all kinds of things in Sioux Falls, South Dakota that people, I think, just don't realize that that there is here. So yeah, no. I think that's the big neat thing when people come down here is they don't realize how much stuff happens in the area. No, and that's what I've been surprised about, mm-hmm. you know, and just how close you are to the falls, mm-hmm. which is lovely. You can just walk down and right close. So, like, the park is not outside of the city. It's no, part of the city. Yeah, it's right in the central part of the yeah. city. So, yeah. Yeah, and then you have these lovely... Apartments, stores. Yeah, the boutiques. The There's boutiques. all kinds of fun breweries downtown here. There's all oh, kinds I didn't know of that. Stuff. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you create this enthusiasm? So you have the intuition, you've done Josiah's, the name, which I think really brings people wanting to come here because they feel like it's part of themselves in Sioux Falls. You have really great decor, good food. What would you say is the one thing that's attracting people here? I hear a lot about how homey it feels and most of our staff has been here for quite a while and a lot of the regulars know them by first name basis and we know them by first name basis and I think that's what really um, brings kind of the 
family community feel together. Right. You know, another thing we do is we allow dogs. I know. So, I saw that. Yeah. They're so cute. So I think that also is a huge thing that draws people in. Okay. Because, and especially in the downtown area, because there isn't, you know, a whole lot to do with your furry friend, you know. And <laughs> so when you can bring them in here and they can be part of the family atmosphere and whatnot, it really... Um, it really brings smiles to everybody's face. Did anyone, like, frown upon that, or has that been pretty much uh, you know, a universal... It's a, it's a needle in a haystack that somebody is not okay. overly excited about. <laughs> <laughs> For the most part, it's pretty well-received. Oh, and and okay. a lot of people that uh, are new to the area or have a puppy or something oh. are excited to be able to, you know, come to something different that, you know, you can bring your puppies in here. they got to learn somewhere, and that's right. Wow, that's really, really cool. So um, how do you create that enthusiasm? Do you have any advice for people? Because I think uh, it's it's interesting. You come to a place, you come to a coffee place, and you just don't know why you like it. Mm-hmm. You just don't know why you keep coming back. Yep. It's kind of like how can you help people that are trying to create something? Yep. How do you create that addiction that you don't even know you're addicted to? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I think the big thing is being out there and talking with the customers and getting them to feel really, really comfortable where they're at. Because once they feel comfortable, they just want to come back just like a, it's a good friend. I'm coming here today to have coffee with my good friends. And, you know, having that community atmosphere too, where like we have the really big farmhouse table where in the morning, a lot of city leaders and different people will come in and just come together and have coffee and it's nothing planned. They just some show up on certain days, some show up on different days, and it makes people excited and happy to see, well, who's going to be at Josiah's today that I can have a cup of coffee and, you know, hear what's going on in their world today, so. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it just, uh, it's really having a good mood, a good mindset, kind of staying true to your values and just, you know, going forward with the day. So what are the values of Josiah's? Our big thing is to serve really good coffee, really good food, um, make people feel comfortable, and just make you want to be here. You know, even if it's just to get a cup of coffee and you might stay here for three hours doing homework, that's fine. We've got plenty of room, and that's what we're here for. So, But you've sometimes been completely packed. Yeah. I've come here, <laughs> and there's, like, no room. There's no room at the end. No room at the end. You know, it's, it's funny because... Every time you look out and you see the long line and you think, how can we smush any more people, you know, in, there are always people come and go and it just has flowed. I mean, anybody that has come here, their biggest wait might be just to get to the registers to order. But by the time then they order, they get their, you know, their stuff, they find their place to sit. The food's out within a handful of minutes. It is. And it just... It flows really good. And like I said, I have not one time yet had somebody not be able to find a seat. No. So. It did take a while for the last time. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is completely fact. Yeah. You know, but I and think, it's bustling and I it's the energy. It's the fact, too, that, like, maybe we're, like, we're at an eight-person table and there's the two of us having coffee. People just come up and say, you know, do you mind if we take a couple of yeah, It's seats? a really nice culture. And, you don't, you feel yeah. like you can do that. Yes. Which is kind of nice. you know, the next thing you know... You might be talking to them. You might not be, but they might be 
in their own conversation, not even paying attention to what you're conversing about. I mean, I think it's just that people, good people come here with good mindsets of how Josiah's works. So So do you market anything? You know, we do a lot of Facebook. You do Facebook? Um, Yep. We've got a big, big audience on Facebook. So what do you do on Facebook? It's funny because it's mainly... (laughs) I like to post on there what I'm hungry for for that particular day. Oh. And, <laughs> and lo and behold, it seems to bring people in. A lot of times we'll post some of the goodies that we have, the pies and the and all the, all those fun things like that. And it just gets people in the mood to want something sweet and come down and have a dessert and a coffee or whatever the case might be. So did you start with Facebook from the beginning or is that something that's just been... Yeah, Facebook from the beginning. We just added Instagram here within the last, oh, I'd say six months. And how has that worked? really taken off. Really? Yeah. I personally am not big into Instagram, but I'm trying to move over to it a little bit. But uh, some of the girls that work with us... um, you know, they're a lot more technically savvy yes. and into that thing. <laughs> so they'll post it, you know, they'll just run it by me to make sure that it's, you know, approved or whatever. And um, they'll put it out and they do fabulous. So then the employees feel like they're part of the team. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. truly the team. Yeah. Because everybody's doing a part in it and everybody. So it's not knows. just you. No. No, that's no. nice. Yeah. So it really feels like a community. You're, yeah. Even and, in your wet approach, you're creating a community. Yeah. And I think the neat thing, too, is um, everybody will do a lot of things together outside of work even. Okay. And post some of their adventures. Like if one day um, 10 of them went to mini golf and, you know, they're all posting how, how well they're doing and which teams are winning and whatnot. <laughs> and I think that also helps to, you know, everybody gets to see the real side of you, you right. know, and We've got a lot of neat, neat people that work here, and I think it just helps because then everybody knows that they truly are good people inside and outside of the workplace. That's really fascinating. So, do you? Um, so, that was a strategy from the beginning to use Facebook. Oh yes, I, no, I it's impressive because I interviewed a restaurant in Kanab, and they just discovered Facebook during COVID. Oh wow! But yeah. but I'm like thinking you've started from the beginning, so yeah. you've kind of almost taking the community feel of Facebook and transplanted it into Josiah's. And, you know, when when COVID first um, started and we had to close down, you know, for a while for that. Was two uh, months or was it um, Almost two months, yeah. Almost two months. I did a video live for Facebook just explaining why we were doing it. Because at the time it was still, you know, early, mid-March. And there was a lot of questions. And I just wanted to make sure everybody knew kind of where... We stood as a group and, you know, why we were closing and, you know, when they could anticipate us being open again, kind of how to get a hold of us if there was something they needed. Because we did do some goodwill type things throughout the community while we were closed, like feeding the homeless and a few things like that, doing some lunch programs for kids that weren't in school and having, you know, needing that school lunch was kind of their only meal. So we did different free lunches for that. So I think those things really go a long ways too. Well, you're engaged in society. You're just not a restaurant. You're, or a cafe. You're like, we're part of, we're part of the good of the bad times. Yep. Has COVID changed a lot for your coffee house here or has it been uh, pretty much the same or how has it been pretty much, pretty much the same. Um, a lot of the regulations and things that um, 
people were, you know, putting out that they were doing all these special sanitizing and all this blah, blah, blah stuff. And it's like, wait a minute. You should have been doing that all along anyway. You know, if right. you're a good restaurant, you should have been sanitized and clean from the get-go anyways. Oh, so. that's interesting. So your your approach was, we're already sanitized and clean. Mm-hmm. We already do. Yeah, we already perfect. were doing that. So, right. you know, if you were a good, clean restaurant, you already should have been doing that. You know, we went to some extra steps and did, we found some restaurant type um, Clorox wipes that were bigger that we could use. So when people uh, got done using, say, a ketchup bottle or, you know, whatever, we would wipe them down, you know, more than what we would have before. But that really was about the only different thing that we did. But when you stay quality, you stay quality. Exactly. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. How was the reaction to that? You know, everybody that that is a regular here totally already knew that and understood it and welcomed it. And you've had steady flow throughout the mm-hmm. whole time, so you've been really fortunate that yes. way. Yes, yes. How has the other restaurants in the area been? Have they struggled or have... Uh... You know, I think we've all... I would not say anybody's, like, making out really good in this right. time. Right, But the ones that are surviving are, you know, kind of just adapting to changes that they need to make for their basically their clientele because you know some places will have an older group that usually comes um like with my family's the original pancake house that's usually an older group and so they're being a little more diligent about making sure that they're you know covered or that type of thing but here it's kind of just all over the board i mean we've got kids from 14 that come in to get their i know and do their homework horrible (laughs) macchiatos to you know Grandpa that's coming in to have a piece of pie and a coffee. So, you know, we the whole gamut. But again, it's everybody's choice, whatever they feel they need to do. And, right. and the good thing here is it's so large that if you wanted to social distance, there's plenty of room to space yourself out and yeah. social distance. So. Yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting time right now. Yes. It's very, very interesting. But so what about the food? How did you make such good food? Like, I, I'm, like, totally addicted to your peanut butter frappuccino. It's yeah. like... You know, my, do... my business par- partner, Tom Pepper, is phenomenal in the kitchen. Okay. He comes up with some crazy things, and they turn out, and they are always fabulous. I can't even think of one time that he made something that I didn't <laughs> like. And, uh, yeah, he just does a great job. And, and the whole group of guys back there... And, We've got one gal back there that helps out and stuff, too. And they just, they know what they're doing. They do a great job. And, you know, we just kind of roll from there. That's really cool. So if you were looking back, what would you say are the maybe three to five things that you really think are essential to starting a coffee house like Josiah's? Mm -hmm. What, What would you advise someone that's starting out? Yeah. I mean, you need to really make sure, first and foremost, you have good coffee and good drinks and, and people that can make those drinks the way they're supposed to be made. Oh, okay. So that's oh, big, that's interesting. That's a big thing. And then I think the other thing is the um, the marketing and, and the people, your target audience, you know, a lot of people that are um, coming down here to get the specialty drinks or different things like that, they're very into technical savvy, you know, internet, on their computers, you know, doing this, that. So I think you need to kind of roll with it and be adaptable with Facebook and Instagram and and all that type of thing to really get it going and to market whatever you've got going on. So who is your target audience? Did you decide who your target audience was or or did you just, did you create a place where 
you wanted to track your kind of people? I'd say more my kind of people. <laughs> so you focused on your kind yeah, of people. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny because I, uh, I'm the oldest of six and my husband oh, wow. is the youngest of seven. Oh my so gosh. <laughs> I'm kind of a community caretaker type of person anyway. Right. So I just bring the whole, you know, say, bring everybody in and we'll just make them all feel comfortable. And, and I uh, think that kind of resonates with the whole group that we have. Yeah, that's very great. So is there any other marketing thing you do? Facebook, Instagram, or was that pretty much it? Or did that's you pretty much it. We do a little bit of radio. Um, oh, you do radio? A very little bit, but we have done a little bit. Um, did, you, did that make an impact? It hasn't made a significant impact. Okay. It, it does once in a while, um, just kind of to remind people we're downtown, because that's the big thing, is you're downtown. You're not out by the mall or by the super heavy high traffic areas you're in downtown sioux falls so it, it almost has to be a des- destination to get here oh okay. so you know it's once in a while you have to remind people you know that we're down here and and that we are close to a parking lot a parking ramp you know oh we're never gonna find parking or right. you, you know so you, you just gotta remind people every now and again and it just usually is just enough to remind them and get people in again so. all right so that that was the key thing. Is there anything else you think is important? You know, I think just really creating a clean and comfortable atmosphere. You know, there are different coffee houses. You know, they're, they're smaller. They're maybe commercialized, that type of thing. I think you need to make it comfortable for the people that are going to be in there. And that's what, we've, that's what I think we've accomplished. Yeah, you yeah. have. So, uh, as, a, as like coming to a close, is there any kind of systems or hacks or apps that you use that make your life easier? Hot schedules. <laughs> Hot schedules? Hot schedules. What's that? So, that is our scheduling platform, shall we say. It's an app that's in the restaurant industry. A lot of places use it, but it's online. So, if anybody needs to have a day off or um, anything, <laughs> they can do it all online. It's all black and white. Everybody sees it, and it's just easy and cut and dry. Oh my gosh, it's such a difference from when I was in the restaurant oh, yeah. business. <laughs> you know, you can put their schedule out and just email it out, and it's done. And it's yeah, and if they need to make a change, they can make the change within it, within it themselves, and yeah, it works. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say thank you so much, Kibi. It's been such a wonderful place, and I am going to enjoy my coffee for the rest of the morning here. Nice, and thank you. And then where we can find you is Facebook and Instagram. Do you have a website too, then, or a- um, yes, JosiahsCoffee.com. So we'll we'll put all of that up in the show notes. Fabulous! And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you happen to like this episode, please share with your friends. And if you're new, please pop on over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe. Leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you and how we can improve and make this better or how this has helped you. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode.